video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch. Hello, my name is Justin McClure. I'm here today with Mark Hansen. And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast. We go through all the new DVDs and Blu-rays. Today's another big keynote day. (laughs) It goes, it's very small print on my notes, and it goes to the the second page. (laughs) So let's start in the cult section, which we usually do with Billy the Kid and the Green Baby (laughs) Vampire. Yeah, I, I never heard of this film Me before. Me neither. But directed by Alan Clark. So I saw so. <laughs> Alan Clark, and I was like, oh, yeah, the guy who did The Wall and Fame. And I was like, it can't be yeah. the guy who did uh, Snuff. No, not Snuff. Um, what is the one that he did with Tim Ross? Uh, scum. Scum, that's right. No. Yeah, it is yeah, scum. scum. It is scum. Yeah, that's Alan Clark was known for his like kind of arty yeah. about like the lower class kind of criminal element yeah. in London and stuff like that. There's like an Alan Clark box set that Blue Underground put out. I think yeah. the movies recently came out as well, right? Yeah, totally. But and Pink Floyd in those ones is Alan Parker. That's Alan Parker. Is that's that what Alan I mean. Parker? I was confused. Okay. It is Alan Parker. Are you Parker. trying to play a joke on me? Yes. I just don't get it right now? <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought I thought because I, <laughs> I saw Billy the Kid and the Green Bay's Vampire. I'm like, oh, it's a musical. Right, it's right. like, it's got to be Alan Parker. It makes more sense to be an Alan Parker film, right? Than it is Alan Clark, who uh, is mostly known for his kind of like gritty realism. Yeah, totally, totally. And so it is about um, a snooker player, aka Pool, for you all <laughs> North Americans, who I think he goes up against a vampire. I looked at some clips online. It yeah. is a musical. Yeah, it's totally a musical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks very Rocky Horror Picture. It was a TV movie at the time. Yeah. So it's nice that Liberation Hall is putting it out, a company that has come up before, and yeah, we're like, who are these people? Skateboard, right? skateboard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's great that we have two Billy the Kid and or versus movies Vampires. all right beside each other right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, Billy so. the Kid versus Dracula, the Keanu <laughs> yeah, exactly. release as well. Wow. Double feature. Uh, Arrow is putting out Flowers in the Attic. Now, if anybody would know this, Mark, <laughs> what is your... Uh... I've never actually seen the movie, but I have read the book. Mm-hmm. The book is, you know, disturbed the shit out of me. Incestuous? <laughs> Very incestuous. Great read, though. Super, really? Super entertaining. I would really be trashy. fascinated as a kid all of the V.C. Oh Andrew God, novels yeah. because they have the cutout, like, a center <laughs> yeah. and you want to open it up to see, know, like, right? the image inside. But I think she only wrote, like, five or six of them. Yeah, because and she passed like, away yeah, exactly. very early. Because she wrote uh, Flowers in the Attic late in her life. Yeah. Passed away. And then somebody's like, V.C. Andrews and, and somebody else. <laughs> and there was a whole series of these books. Yeah. Though, like, the characters go on and mm-hmm. on and on. I've only read the first book and yeah I mean it definitely made an impression on any kid that yeah young it. kid that picked um, it up at the supermarket which is where they were sold very incestuous yeah. and there were <laughs> a lot a of movies made kind of way though like, yeah. I don't even disbelieve <laughs> it I mean, uh, I is mean, incestuous so wrong yeah, Mark Hansen Bay Street Video yeah. we're gonna talk about incest today on the program oh uh, we will oh no uh, <laughs> but I don't know I've never seen this movie me neither it's kind of a cult yeah hit from the there's 80s, been like a million versions of Flowers in the Attic too Lifetime started doing their own series of these within the last five six it's such an interesting kind of um, thing to continue adapting because people love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. It definitely has a following. Um, I'm glad that Arrow is putting out it, I guess, yeah, so they can nice watch package, their incest you know? movies <laughs> in the comfort of their own home. Uh, we also have Heathers, another edition of Heathers. It's the yearly tradition. It's like the fifth time it's been yeah. right, maybe. <laughs> but this time it's um, a steel book. It's like a locker steel book, too. Another <laughs> one? They've already done that. I mean, it's like a regular looking steel book, okay. but it just looks kind of like a locker. Because there was a DVD uh, one that was big, yeah, and it, it came with like books and stuff like um, that. This Heathers. release, yeah, is really pricey, but... Oh, really? Yeah. I say it so a, sadly, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I still have my Anchor Bay DVD yeah, that I, I know, got. Right? Uh, this movie's Are fun. Heathers? Yeah, 
I feel like oh, it's too popular, eh? No, it's just one that doesn't go. Oh, as there's my Canadian far coming as I, out. Yeah, hey. I know. Hey. Well, you know that uh, Daniel Waters' script was originally much darker. I know, and that's what really um, kind of bummed me out about mm. it because I feel like I even read somewhere that his original script he compared it to like a Kubrickian well, that's kind what, of thing. He supposedly his first script was like 500 pages. Yeah, he came to um, L.A. wanting Kubrick to direct right, it. Right, that was, and that's something that people don't talk about is that the Heather's has like a bunch of slang in it, mm -hmm. and what he was ripping off was a Clockwork Orange right. that he wanted them all to talk in ways that nobody else talks, like okay. Droog kind yeah, of language. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I love Daniel Waters. I'm glad that he could kind of have his full flowering in um, Hudson Hawk. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> which he also did <laughs> yeah. with the Heather's director. Wait, are you a fan of Hudson Hawk? I've never seen it in full, to be honest. <sighs> I've seen bits and pieces yeah. of it here and there. It's one of those I just need to sit down and We gotta do a special Hudson Hawk it. episode. I will totally watch <laughs> Hudson Hawk. Um, that needs yeah. a special edition. Where's the um, Shout Factory? You know we're talking about Bruce Willis on this podcast? Yeah. Well, somebody out there. Oh, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but there's a special feature on the DVD of Bruce Willis sitting at a piano I know, and he's like, I don't know why Hudson Hawk didn't do so good. <laughs> and then it'll be like, da, 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 da. so the special features are there. They're, Can you imagine a Bruce Willis commentary I mean, track? People like Hudson Hawk. I now, love right? Hudson it's Hawk. It's like a cult classic. Yeah, it so, is. I mean, time's right. Where, where's Arrow on that? Yeah. Actually, Daniel Water is also directed to films Happy Campers and Sex and right, Death 101, yeah, yeah. which I actually which really I like as good. well. I yeah. I saw that. Okay. Do, they have, do you have it at Bay Street Video? We do. We have uh, both of those. Check them out. Kino is putting out Return to Macon County, um, a film I am not fa uh, familiar with, but it does start a young Nick Nolte yeah. and Don Johnson. Well, it's a sequel to Macon County. Though. Macon County was a huge Which, hit when it came out. Yeah, yeah. So I hit. think this was like a quickie sequel yeah, to cash with in like on it. Two, you know, big mm -hmm. stars. I guess before they were. Drag in, racing. Right? Who doesn't yeah. love it? Drag racing. It's great. <laughs> Nick Nolte, uh, Chris Christopherson. I always get confused. Which is which? <laughs> which is right. And throw Don Johnson. You know, it's oh, I love a real Don Johnson. Manly man, American movie. Even though here. I hear a lot of stories of Don Johnson being like a real jackass oh, when he was, dick, yeah. yeah, in his. <laughs> do you think he's like mellowed out? Like you know, when you get older and you have to be a little bit more respectful because he it's has been. Say, you know, because he's in a lot of new stuff. Like Jim yeah. Mickle kind of gave him like a second yep. renaissance with uh, Cold in July. Right. Well, Craig Zollers. Yeah. Used him a couple times. Uh, now. Yeah, he's a uh, guy. In the Craig Zoller film, who's like, like PC police. Yeah, it's like, mm, I feel like this is just your actual thoughts. Uh, <laughs> and he's, he's in Knives in a, Out. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's also in a lot of bad DTV stuff. Still. Oh, is he's he? In a Nick Cage movie. Oh, no. Recently. I can't remember which one, but he, he pops up in a lot of that, too. So I, I don't know. I mean, wait, uh, I don't know. I feel like he was a big, like, alcoholic and drug addict. Yeah, I in, think like, so. And I think that affected. And then he just kind of disappeared, right? Because mm -hmm. I was listening yeah. to a podcast. It was a Leonard Maltin one, and it was William Sadler was being interviewed oh, about his career. And he co-starred in a film directed by Dennis Hopper that starred Don Johnson. The Hot Spot? Yeah, I yeah. think that's what it was. And, he, and like Don Johnson was supposedly a huge jackass to the point that yeah. like um, Dennis Hopper had to like uh, – there was a party, and they wrapped up. And then Dennis Hopper came and saw uh, William Sadler afterwards and was like, oh, man, you did the best job, but I couldn't say it in front of Don Johnson because he would get too angry if I did. Wow, so, when like, Dennis Hopper thinks you're an yeah. asshole, that's uh, <laughs> a new level. <laughs> uh, Road Games is being released by Shout. Love Road Games. Yep, classic. Great movie. Stacey uh, Keach, directed by Richard Franklin. Yep. A Hitchcock obsessive, set in Australia. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis plays um, another, not a scream queen, 
but yeah. in that mold. Yeah, that's that where she was trapped mold. at the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And this is one that's been out of print for a long time. It was released yeah, by Anchor Bay a bunch of times. Needed a Blu-ray upgrade mm-hmm. for a while. We actually did have a Blu-ray that was like an Australian all-region release. Yes. Yeah. Umbrella put it out. Yeah, Umbrella. But this, I think, kind of blows that away. And it's even super fun. Yeah. So Richard Franklin, favorite of mine. He directed Cloak and Dagger, one of my favorite kids' films of all time. Right. And Psycho Two, which is actually very good. Which is not bad. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Sorry. And he also did Link, the killer orangutan film, which Kino put out. You know, in the last six months or so. Scorpio Films, the Dutch sex wave by Cult Epic. So I did some research on this. This is kind of a repackage. Yeah. It's My Nights with Susan, Sandra, Olga, and Julie. You got them all. Blue Movie, Frank and Eva, and Obsessions. Did you read about Obsessions? So Mark Scorsese is interviewed on this disc. Oh, yeah. Well, because we've had all of these mm-hmm. before in single editions, and now they're packaging it in a much more affordable yeah. pack. But yeah, we had Obsessions, we have it for rent and everything, and it had Martin Scorsese's name plastered all over it. So, so. Uh, the story goes that when he was shooting Who's That Knocking on My Door in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. he was hired by this film company to shoot some dream sequences in Obsessions. Right, yeah. And he is actually interviewed on the Blu-ray from an interview from like 2017, mm-hmm. and his script as well with notes by hand on him is included as like a bonus oh, feature cool. on it. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I am not a kind of sexploitation kind of guy, so I don't Me really either. know that yeah. much about I don't know. this I stuff. I know a director on at least Obsessions, and I think one more is Pim de la Parra. Mm. Um, not familiar with yeah, him. Yeah, I, I looked him up a little bit. I'm like, oh, I think people like him. He's got a bit of a follow- <laughs> I think He's got a bit people of a following like him. in the sexploitation yeah. realm, but yeah, that's not I like really cult epics because they do release, like, not the stuff that has the instant genre, like, oh, yes! Yeah. Like, even something like Necromantic, it's well-known, but yeah. it's not one that people are like, yeah, that's my favorite, because yeah. it has monsters or something yeah. like that in it. My friend got me one of the uh, the cult epic hardcover book yeah. that was put out. which actually that, uh, an employee here wrote, really? wrote part, like, wrote Oh, I didn't know that. In it. Yeah, check it and out. And that's a great book, because it's, like, filled this movie, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Oh. Oh, yeah. And it's all been put out by Cult hey, Epics. Any company that puts Deathbed out on Blu-ray uh, is the bed okay that eats. by me. Do you know that there's <laughs> two other movies called Deathbed? I know, One I of know. them, that's Stuart Gordon's Deathbed, yep, directed yep. by Danny Draven. And the other one is, it has a different title, but it has an amazing cover where it's like a skeleton in oh, a bed. Yeah, <laughs> I probably posted it on yeah, Facebook yeah. or Twitter. And oh, I'm like, yeah. another movie called <laughs> Deathbed. You've heard, you've heard the Patton Oswalt oh, skit, yeah, yeah. right? Where well, that's, like, what, that's you know, what turned me on to Deathbed yeah, in the first place. Where it's like, I'm writing and I'm oh, yeah. like, and then the pillow attacks the person. And the uh, writer made a decision. Two things. He either didn't care yeah. or number two, he went, oh, God, this is so terrible. But I got to fight through it and write. Such a straight face, though. Like, yeah. That whole movie is so straight faced and so somber. That, but it was like, like a lost film for a I long know, time. Know, and, yeah. you know, I think that Patton Oswald, I bet you he's talking about the Stuart Gordon's deathbed. And he's not. So? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's not talking about deathbed that the eats that people. Eats. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think, where would he have seen it in any context? Because I, I don't yeah. think it got a proper VHS release. The yeah, bed that I eats. Mean, what a subtitle. What a subtitle. Not it's that eats so people, funny, just yeah. the bed that eats. The bed that eats. Even though it does just. No, it eats a lot of things, actually. Yeah, anything that gets close to it. The effect of it eating things is amazing. It's just, yeah, somehow it's a waterbed. Yeah. Uh, Street People, 1976. Kino, this is an Italian film I was not familiar with. What is the one that Christopher Reeves, it's like Street something? Oh, that Street Smart? Street Smart, yeah, Yeah, that's right. him and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, him and Morgan Freeman. I thought it was that, and like I kept forgetting and going back to it. I'm like, no, no, no. no, This is a completely different movie (laughs) with Roger Moore at his youngest. And by that I mean he's old. He's always been old. old. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Stacy Keach. Again, more Stacy Keach yep. this week. Um, they must find who put heroin in a cross sent from Sicily to <laughs> yeah. San Francisco. Sounds like your typical, you know, classic street problems. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I'm glad the Kino is d- diving into, I guess, this Italian Euro exploitation yeah. kind of stuff. Great artwork on the front. Looks like fun. Uh, all those Italian films have great artwork, like and they all kind of look the same. You're like, <laughs> did I see this one? It's like, who stars in it? No, wait, that was Revolver. That starred Oliver Reed yep. and Fabio Testi. Great theme song, which appears in Inglorious Bastards. How about that? Because yeah. Quartarantino recycled it. Oh, uh, wow. Thunderbolt so and Lightfoot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. The Tarantino Shade. burn from Mark. <laughs> uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Great movie. Michael, Michael Cimino. Cimino. Yeah. I uh, mean, again, hasn't. What, Kino put it out on DVD several years ago. But yeah, the Twilight, time. Twilight yeah. time. Yeah. Unfortunately, they did not port a commentary that was no, on the Twilight Time yeah. disc. They got a new one by Nick Pinkerton, who yep. is the go to Twilight go-to Time guy. Like, yeah. every movie you're like, oh, does Nick Pinkerton have anything to say about, like, these French um, high <laughs> film? Like, he's right down the street. He lives yeah. in New York. Let's just get him in here and record. He's just there all the time. They don't even. <laughs> they put, like, a mic in his face. Yeah. He's just talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. It's baby face Jeff Bridges yep. and Clint Eastwood in, like, a kind of heist, elongated heist yeah, drama. Right. Like, you know, it's Michael Tomino, right? He's not <laughs> yeah, known you know. for his, Takes his time. pulse Thanks. pounding. Yeah. Uh, are you a Year of the Dragon fan? I haven't seen Year of the well, Dragon. Well, you didn't see it when know, the TIFF put it on no, 70 millimeter? Well, that's on Blu-ray, too. I'm like, I gotta watch this thing. <laughs> Year of the Dragon's fun. It, I hear it's fun. Yeah, pre-plastic like, surgery, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Winter Kills is also a babyface Jeff Bridges movie. Yeah, this is a weird cult one mm-hmm. that I don't know too much about. I mean, I know the director is kind of... Uh, I watched it this week. It's kind of crazy. Just for the podcast. Yeah, it was his first directorial effort. What's crazy about the project is it was funded by like softcore producers mm-hmm. who had done Emmanuel and they had a huge hit with Black Emmanuel right. and kind of like in that canon mold they wanted a legitimate release. So yeah. they cast like John Houston, Sterling yeah, Hayden, Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> and it's a very Thomas Pynchon-esque like paranoid thriller where okay, Jeff cool. Bridges is the son of John Houston and they're like Kennedy analogs right. and um, he's told that like his brother was actually murdered and it wasn't who they think it is and then everybody starts dying around Jeff Bridges yeah. and he goes from character actor to character actor <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on and the story behind the movie is crazy as well because one of the producers got killed oh uh, while they were making the movie and they just yeah. ran out of money and the film wasn't completed so the director hatched a scheme that he went to Germany and shot a whole other film starring Jeff Bridges right. which was written by Larry Cohen to raise the funds to come back and finish Winter yeah, Kills okay. and then they finished it it came out just tanked nobody cared <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was it that's it and his career kind of ended yeah after. I, I mean, think he, he directed some he, like he made a River Phoenix movie in yeah. the 80s, which I have seen called he, A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon, yeah. which is supposed to be sort of semi-autobiographical, huh. but it's just about River Phoenix, like, having all these affairs with older women. It's Whoa. Like, like, it's like a high schooler, though, and it's like, this mm. is supposed to be you as a teenager? Is it supposed to be River Phoenix yeah, or the guy? Uh, William Richard yeah. or whatever. Well, he was known as, like, he's, so, like, very handsome when he was young and yeah. kind of like a playboy. So I, it was supposed to be him. Hmm. I mean, it's an awful movie. It's <laughs> I think it was kind of, like, it's sort of supposed to be a comedy, but it's not really funny at all. Yeah. It's kind of supposed to be dramatic, but it just... You don't it's really not good, yeah. Anybody. Well, it's, Winter Kills, very good. Yeah, I hear Winter Kills. So I would recommend better, checking yeah. it out. A good winter film. Lots of snow yeah, on the ground. Go, yep. Uh, and then let's move on to the classic films. You got The Day Trippers. Are uh, you a big Greg uh, Motola fan? I haven't seen this one. I mean, super bad I could take it or leave yeah, it, to be Paul, honest with you. Never saw Paul. Adventureland. As- 
could take it or leave it. Yeah, I've seen Super Bad in Adventureland. I saw and I thought, yeah, they're okay. What is that and Zach Galifianakis uh, fighting spies movie? Oh, uh, it just came out. Re- John Hamm was in it yeah, as well. Keeping up with the Joneses. With the Joneses. Right? Yes, that was. I was like, was oh, that him? yeah, that was him. <laughs> that <laughs> That's one like I got came and went. So I got to stay fast, yeah. in you know um, the popular conversation. Yeah. So keep making movies. I mean, this is a big uh, release from Criterion. I don't believe the movie was ever released in its original aspect ratio. The DVD's in full the DVD's screen. full screen, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a Sony one. But this one know, has a yeah. new commentary with Soderbergh, with yeah. Motola, and a bunch of special features, short films, and stuff like that. So I'm a, I've it's never nice, seen The Day Trippers. Well, that's the thing. I was a big fan of that whole, like, indie 90s mm-hmm. wave. And I, for some reason, this one just slipped me by. I remember but... reading a review where someone was like, this is the film I hate the most in the world. <laughs> yeah. And that's always stuck with me, that, like, you know, you're a kid, you're reading internet reviews, and you just see one, and yeah, that just, like, yeah. sticks with you. <laughs> I mean, I love Parker Posey, and she's in it, right? Mm, she's, yeah, she, she's I mean, great. she legally has to appear in every, every 90s, 90s movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, one 90s auteur that I haven't visited is Hal Hartley. I haven't seen any of his yeah, films. Yeah, he was a guy I got into late. I hadn't seen any of his yeah. films until maybe a few years back, mm-hmm. and I started with uh, Trust? Unbelievable Truth. Oh, The Unbelievable which Truth. Which I loved. Yeah. I really dug that film. Uh, That's a guy that kind of seems like up his own butt, if you he hear does, him talk he does. now. He Because then I watch Trust, and I'm like, it's good, but yeah. kind of the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable Truth. <laughs> You're like, seen wait a, a minute, others, this is a Will Whitman. No, yeah. what is that? Uh, Whit Stillman. Yeah. Whit Stillman. Who I do like. I like Whit Stillman. Mm, I don't know about no? Whit. Yeah, so think about Whit, uh, Wilt Stillman. I can't say his name Whit, or something. Whit Stillman. Uh, Walt Whitman. Yeah, Walt Whitman. <laughs> is that like... I'll give him the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. watching his movies that he's kind of like skewering these kind yeah. of upper class people. Totally. But then if you hear him talk on Twitter, there is none oh, of really? that he's kind of Twitter? self-consciousness. <laughs> he is a huge fan of Donald Duck. And you know who likes Donald Duck? Rich people. Terrible yeah. people. You know what? I actually, <laughs> And he hates Daffy Duck. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I actually interviewed him uh, wow. a few years back. I know. Celebrity story right here for... Uh, <laughs> Whoa, Nate Brown. I know. Woo. I know. With Stillman. If you, <laughs> Before we started uh, recording, Mark is like, can you put this Wilt Stillman story <laughs> yeah, know, in the right? podcast? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, Wilt I'll try. We're like Wilt ma- Stillman. Mangling his name all over the place. I talked to Walt Whitman a few years ago. Yeah, Walt uh, Whitman. Leaves of grass, my ass. So yeah, I talked to him when Love and Friendship was coming out, mm. uh, which I did like. Oh um, man, I saw it with my yeah. partner, and she's like, "Why do you take me to these movies?" <laughs> yeah, she did uh, not like it. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people that hate his stuff. I, yeah. I like it, but yeah, I was terrified though going into it because I thought he was going to be snobby, pretentious, yeah. snobby. And you know what? He was really nice. He <laughs> mm-hmm. was like one of the nicest interviews <laughs> I ever did. He was really answered all my questions. Mm. But at one point I did ask him like, because I'm a big uh, trashy reality TV fan. Especially yeah. of like shows about rich people that mm. are like the hills, stuff like that. Well, and you I would, asked him. Well, you would like, consider the kind of yeah, evolution of his movies. Exactly. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to throw this guy a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> I threw him this question like, what do you think about, you know, reality TV? Mm. And, Heather, and he was just like, I don't watch reality TV. That is for the so, unwashed so masses. Like, uh, it was like, why are you asking me that question? Ugh, <laughs> terrible. Uh, you couldn't so link it to only, his movie. That was the only awkward moment of the interview. Do you consider like, this like uh, an evolution of watching uh, your films or stories yeah, about I, these people? And he's like, I don't view myself yeah, he, that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't watch that stuff. Oh, you know right, what's a good, I sure. uh, can't say his name, that guy. Uh, that guy. I want to say Walt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Samson. Just say whatever you feel like. Homer Sampson. Homer Sampson movie. Uh, is Francis Ha. 
which is uh, oh, which is not a Will Stillman movie. Yeah, it's yeah. not a Will Stillman movie, but you feel it could be like in his world. It could, where it's yeah. like, oh. and I mean, Greta Gerwig was in one of his movies. She, right? That's right. So. That's the one where it was like the help line, right? In distress. Damsels in yeah, distress. Yeah, which I know people hated that one. But oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So we also have Birdie, uh, directed by Alan Parker, or is it Alan, Alan Clark? Clark. Uh, I haven't seen this one. Cage you know Modine. I've, I've got a confession to make. I've <gasps> never seen this movie. What? You're I know, a cage it's, expert. It's one of the only Nicolas Cage movies I've never seen. Wait, you've seen Deadfall. Yeah. But you haven't I'll, seen Birdie. Of course I've seen Deadfall. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Have you seen the sequel to Deadfall, a.k.a. what is the Ars- one? Arsenal. Arsenal? Yeah. Yes. Of course I've seen Arsenal. <laughs> that's a DTV yeah, Nick Cage film. Of course one. I've seen uh, it. Yeah. Theatrical Nick Cage. I hear uh, Cage gives um, like a crazy performance yeah, in Birdie, I hear too. This, and you know what? I, lo- seen, I love Alan Parker, too. Yeah. So I don't know why I haven't watched this one yet. I mm. will get on it pronto. Maybe but, it's one of those uh, things, you know, like... I like to keep one thing of my favorite yeah, artist that I don't well, watch because I know times, it's out there. It's like I've been like, I'm ready to have a cage night tonight. It's like, should I do a classic one like Birdie sitting there? Or Primal. Or, you know, Vengeance, a love story. You know, I'm <laughs> Again. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah, Primal I haven't watched yet. I'm much looking forward to that. Uh, one, unfortunately, so. the reviews have come out and I they know. say it's a real I have it ready to go on my computer at home just waiting for the right moment. <laughs> Uh, uh, Escape to Burma is being released by VCI and yep. this is an Alan Dwan film Alan Dwan was like such a prolific filmmaker from silent to yeah. sound he did like Thief of Baghdad the silent version <laughs> but he's not really talked as like a director that people are like oh, yeah, he's a, he did Robin yeah. Hood was another big yep. giant one that he did it's nice that VCI is putting out these movies this is a Barbara Stanwyck one mm-hmm. it's about um, a British policeman played by David Farrar tracks a man down Robert Ryan Wanted for the murder uh, to a woman's... T- wait, yeah, he right. takes a guy wanted for a murder <laughs> yeah, yeah. to a woman's jungle plantation. <laughs> I read that correctly, and I yeah. was like, wait, is that... Oh, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's got a good uh, good tagline on it, too, about, like, a jungle, like a hot jungle of hell or something. <laughs> like, ooh. Ooh, I feel like this is probably a late period <laughs> yeah, Alan Dwan, right? where he's like, what do you got for me? Yeah. yeah, that'll work. I mean, it's easy to confuse with another VCI release this week, Appointment in Honduras, yeah. which is a 1953, Jacques Tourneur, the director of um, Cat People. Cat People. I'm like, Night of the Demon? No, it's. Yeah, Night of the Demon. Yeah, I always. AKA Curse of the Demon. Curse of the Demon, because I'm thinking of like, wait, the uh, Kevin Henney film? Yeah, Night of the Demons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love Jacques Tourneur. I haven't seen this one. Uh, A soldier of fortune, Glenn Ford, takes a bickering U.S. couple uh, with him on a jungle delivery to an ousted leader. Wow, a lot of jungle, like, double bills. You know, War of the Roses type comedy set in the jungle. <laughs> Bickering U.S. couple. A real, um, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it, African queen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, VCI, I guess they just picked a, like, listen, if someone's going to well, buy you know, they, one jungle uh, movie, they'll buy well, two jungle movies. Because they actually, a long, long time ago, put both of these out on a double feature. <laughs> like, right at the dawn really? of DVD, mm. went out of print pretty fast, and now they're finally being re-released. So I don't know why they didn't just, you know, put them back on that double Doubled pack. Double pack. I, mean. uh, they're still I will really tell you why. Yeah. Money. Yeah, money. Because <laughs> yeah. someone they probably put like I don't have them in front of me. I wonder do they have commentaries? Any special no, features? They're pretty. Bare oh, they're bones. bare bones. They're DVD only. Oh, DVD only. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not one of theirs. Sometimes they do Blu-rays. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Because so. I need that Blu-ray of Dark Star I put know, up on right? VCI with the two and a half <laughs> well, hour documentary. Edition. Yeah. Uh, I love John Carpenter's Dark Star. Yeah. Uh, Arrow. Special, spe- special editions though. Uh, yeah. The Far Country, an Anthony Mann western uh, starring Jimmy Stewart. Anthony Mann made a lot of Jimmy Stewart westerns. Yeah. I haven't seen this one. No, I mean, uh, I'm not much of a western guy. What? So. You're not? I love westerns. I just don't westerns. have a familiarity with them. I mean, I love spaghetti western stuff. Yeah. That I really got into, but like the classic Hollywood western. Really? I just. But there's just it's an extension of the spaghetti. 
no, you like? No, I know, I know. I just uh, don't have that much knowledge of it. Frankly. Sorry. <laughs> Mark is Sorry. so was, embarrassed. Yeah, you know what? Really I would say the same here. thing when I was 12. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I westerns I just, are dumb for you, old people. Like, These are just all kind of the same. And yeah. Ah, it's so much back. fun. I'm trying to think of like, there's some really fun snow westerns, mm-hmm. um, like uh, Track of the Cat, which okay. is directed by, uh, I'm, I'm stretching here. It's the guy who did Wings. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. Yeah. But yeah, like I love like snow-based westerns, like right. the Great Silence. I mean, that's well, spaghetti that's the spaghetti western. I love the Great Silence. Yeah. yeah or what is the one that starts Clint Eastwood? That's a, a oh, it's a snow um, one, and it was a remake of a Great Silence. It's like something kid. I mean, this is the day of not remembering titles. Joe Kid. Joe Kid. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, not as good as The Great Silence, yeah. but it's interesting. Yeah. And so, love that stuff. I like like revisionist western stuff. Ugh, like, you know, sure yeah, you do. Yeah. Like you know, McCabe and Mrs. Yeah. Miller. Give me like, an hour like long poverty row like western. That's yeah, know, where I'm right? at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that classic Western. I don't know. I, it's Again, I just don't have as much familiarity mm-hmm. with him. So like, Magnificent Seven, to. great movie. Yes, I've never seen that. So <laughs> and I you're like, like, oh, I have seen Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah, Denzel Washington, yeah. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Actually, underrated. The, uh, <laughs> did you have to see it? I didn't have to see that, no. no. I mean, you're I like, kinda no like, thank you, Western. I like it. No, I like Antoine Fuqua. Well, it's classic Antoine it. Fuqua, yeah. yeah. I would have been into it. Uh, the a South Korean star of Bittersweet Life. And Ethan Hawke, that's a great Ethan Hawke performance. I think when it came out, I was like, you know what, I should probably watch the original before watching this and then I just never watched it. Uh, we already covered with your Nick Cage preferences <laughs> yeah, that you should have just gone and seen the remake. I should have just done that, yeah. <laughs> uh, We also have Kill Daddy Goodnight which is being put out by Corrents. It's a German film yeah. I am not familiar with. It came out a few years ago. guy named Michael Glauwager mm-hmm. did it. He's a pretty prolific uh, or was a pretty prolific documentary. I think he actually passed away okay. if I'm not uh, mistaken a couple years ago um, mm-hmm. like tragically because I don't that he was still fairly young um, but I'm pretty sure I hope I'm getting this right and it's not like a totally different guy but he made a movie in the late 90s I think called Mega Cities or mm. something which was like a big documentary I will do no research and yeah. we'll just release this uncut <laughs> anyway so Corinth has been kind of going into some of these uh, foreign films and foreign docs mm-hmm. like, you know a decade or so ago and giving them releases and I don't know. This guy is pretty, pretty big name in the. Yeah. Well, I've never even heard about him. So. so. Yeah, you're the doc guy. I'm the western guy. Yeah. That's how we separate this each is, other. Yeah. Parties. Fictional doc. Okay. Sort of yeah, 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 Sort yeah. of thing. So. How do you feel about those? So like. I like those a lot. Like kind of mock docy, but there's a story. Yeah. I like that a lot. Honestly, mm. I feel like as I've gotten older. You might as well like, just admit that it's not real. And yeah. Just exactly. Make the most interesting film with those stylistic like, techniques. Yeah. We all know that even if it's a documentary, it's not going to be real. Yeah. You know. So I kind of like when it plays with that mm-hmm. it's like it feel I like things that feel realistic but also aren't afraid to kind of you know have yeah. a story to it or push it in okay. directions so. what would you recommend if you wanted to like in that style I'm putting you on the spot now <laughs> I know, yeah I mean like we we talked about this before but something like Babylon which yeah. came out you know several weeks ago was something mm-hmm. like that um you know, we'll get back I don't to know. you. No, yeah, I like Babylon. That's almost uh, like I guess that's an evolution of that kind of neo-realist style, yeah, right? Totally. Where I mean, like... a good director who's doing that stuff now uh, is Roberto Minervini, who's an right. Italian director, yeah. but who makes movies in the U.S. He does it in the South, right? Yeah, yeah. He's done one called like they're a bit more like his last one was called uh, "What You What You Gonna Do When the World's on Fire," yeah. and that was more of a documentary. Mm-hmm. But it's still, he takes like a very he has no like a structure. Heads, he's yeah. just there observing. Hmm. But his previous films, he made one called "The Other Side." and one called uh, Bless the... Or 
Stop the Pounding Heart. Stop the Pounding Heart. And those were very like, they were with real people Mm -hmm. in the South, but they weren't, they were kind of, he was telling them what to do. Okay. It still feels like a documentary. Yeah, it doesn't feel like they're acting, that kind of stuff. Like a um, film directed by the guy who, uh, Giuseppe. (laughs) Exactly, right? So, Giuseppe makes a movie. Yeah. Uh, what is that guy's um, name? Um, that actor. <laughs> uh, well, me and Mark hit our head before we started Giuseppe, recording this podcast. Usually, we're pretty good with this kind of stuff. Yeah, Giuseppe Andrews. Or Giuseppe something? Andrews. That's yes, yeah, is, right? the star of Detroit Rock yes, City and Cabin him. Fever. That's him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, if people haven't seen Giuseppe makes a movie, yeah, uh, that's, that's check fun, that out. Yeah. That is an amazing. <laughs> He's wild. That's kind of doing neo-realist exactly, documentaries. Right? So if you want to start using like people that. in the trailer park where he lives to yeah. make little movies. Exactly. Right. Inspired by Fastbender. Yeah. Right. Uh, so um, fast, yeah, fast. And you know better. what, Hertzog, you know, Hertzog, Hertzog does that as well. Did yeah, that would kind of blur. But I hypnotize my cast. <laughs> <laughs> you checking out the Mandalorian for that Herzog action? I think I'm okay. Yeah, you're yeah, good. I think I'm good. Apparently, he keeps up with the Kardashians. I heard. Does he? Yeah. Uh, he said something about wrestling that I didn't like because he's like, mm, I need to see what the lower class eats. WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Now. What uh, they consume. Love, I don't have a very good Herzog uh, impersonation. Uh, yeah. It was almost there. <laughs> almost there. You know, you kind of <laughs> know, know who it for, is. Yeah. So we're getting into Kino Town. So I'm just going to focus on the yeah, two Kino big Town, important right? ones, which are uh, Life with Mickey. <laughs> Life with Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> which is about the former child star, played by Michael J. Fox, uh, meets a cute waif, played by Christina waif, yeah. uh, Vidal. I don't know who that is. No, me neither. Uh, who changes his talent agency and his life. I've never seen this movie. Didn't no. hear about it. Michael J. Yeah. Fox. Yeah, I made I a, a lot of movies in the yeah. 90s. Seems kind of like, you know, Dickie Roberts, child star. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Stern, <laughs> David Smith. Uh, um, but, you know, like more of like a cute kids version yeah. of that. All right, um, no thank you. Yeah, no, I saw it when I was a kid. I yeah, know, fun. yeah. Gone, parents rented gone it. Gone Fishing, though. That's, okay, that's Gone Fishing, which is the next the, one. The Kino Batch this week. Which um, is uh, Joe Pesci <laughs> and Danny, Danny Glover. Glover, which I surmise. Without Mel Gibson. Yeah, the cog in the wheel that's (laughs) slowing this comedy duo down. (laughs) You got Leo Getz and you got Danny Glover's name from Lethal Weapon. Murtaugh. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's right. Wait, is Mel Gibson Murtaugh? No, he's Murtaugh. He's Murtaugh. Mel Gibson's Riggs. Right. Right. Okay, yes. Oh, man. Lethal Weapon, number one. Great uh, Great Christmas movie. movie. Oh, totally. Totally. Gary Busey and Mel Gibson fighting in the, (laughs) not even the rain, it's a sprinkler, I believe. It's a sprinkler, right? (laughs) At the end of the movie. Christmas decorations. Don't stop them. Just let them do it. exactly. So Gone Fishing. Yeah, I was really excited for for some reason when I was like 10 years old mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, really, love... really funny, I thought. I well, yeah, what did you know like Joe Pesci from? Joe Honestly, Pesci... I think I had seen Lethal Weapon. Lethal, one of, not the first one. No, because like, he's not in the first the one. Sequel, yeah, I want to say three maybe. Mm-hmm. That's where he's hockey at his most annoying. That is three. And he's that like, I've been shot. I feel cold. So I think seen and he's like, first. you're on ice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm exactly. miming a saxophone. Yeah, I, know. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, we're playing instruments over here. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, for some reason, saw that way too young. And then this movie was coming out. I'm like, oh, this looks funny. And they were like on underwater, sort of, on the cover. <laughs> and you're and like, like, I love it. I love it's it already. kind of man, <laughs> a merman yeah. movie. <laughs> I mean, I honestly couldn't even tell you what this movie's about at this point. Get out of the uh, way, great outdoors. You know Pesci, Glover, that's that's all you that's So all as you need. grew older, were you like, mm, without a paddle? Our generation's <laughs> yeah. no, gone fishing. Some, yeah, any time a movie came out like that, I'm like... It's kind of trying to be like gone fishing. Yeah, what is that Steve Zahn one that's also in a Ford? Aren't they hunting Bigfoot or something like that? Strange Wilderness. You know what? That's actually underrated. What? That is really funny. Every every day, every time we record this, because we record every day, day, we just only release one episode a week. (laughs) 
the best one. There's so much in the archives. Right you no, know, we just yeah, we just do the same movies every <laughs> yeah. day. <laughs> and I edit the best takes together. Right. Uh, so you remember nothing of Gone Fishing? Not really, no. no. <laughs> um, remember had some, I remember that remember cover had some jokes so vividly. Yeah, how, but even as a kid, I'm like, who cover. is this movie for? <laughs> Kids. Yeah, Joe Pesci started another movie with Christian Slater, I believe, where Joe they play... Pesci and Christian yeah, Slater. Yeah, they're like actors. Maybe it's Stephen Dorff. You know, I get both of them confused. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, you're not familiar with it. Yeah. I, I, I remember he was Joe Pesci was in that movie with David Spade. Since we're talking about yeah, eight heads in a duffel bag, right? Kind of but funny. that was a Quentin Tarantino ripoff. That was, was yeah. Was David Spade was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he one of the heads in the duffel bags? No, I don't think his head ever got in that <laughs> duffel bag. <laughs> but yeah, the Joe Pesci Christian Slater. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. It. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look. I'm we'll sure it's in the that. Bay Street Video archives. <laughs> I'm sure it is somewhere. All right, so we're going to Kino territory. There are yeah, a million Kino. Titles. already been in Kino territory. I know, but we <laughs> talked about the important ones. Now I think I'm going right. to blow through a lot of these because I'm not that familiar with them. Yeah. And I may group some together. Like, for example, we got Madigan, Charlie Varick. Uh, and the Gunrunners. And the Gunrunners, which are all Don Siegel yeah, films. Yeah, Don Siegel week here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Charlie Varick's the big one here Yeah, that's like because, the classic that people know. And it's never been on widescreen in North America. What? Yeah, the DVD that Universal put out was always full I'm screen. I'm always so shocked. People, I know, people <laughs> always complained about it. Like, huh. When is this coming out on widescreen? I mean, you got the Two stars, Walter Matthau, you know, give or take. But you got um, my uh, Joe Don Baker as his sidekick in the movie. So you don't really like Walter Matthau? (laughs) I love Walter Matthau. That's a joke. I love Joe Don Baker. And I don't like how mean those Mystery Science Theater 3000 boys were. That's actually an episode I don't like. Yeah, leave Joe Don Baker Baker alone. alone. (laughs) Let me put my blanket over me. Uh, what is that Mystery Science Theater what is that movie called the Joe Don Baker one uh, yeah. it's like a name oh man Mystery Science Theater oh, yeah, listeners right now are like oh. I know they're <laughs> a fan of the podcast not Mike Wood is like I know what this right is now. yeah I know it's like Mike Charlie or something please, like that uh, please tell us what this movie is um, yeah Joe Don Baker who wrote an angry letter to the producers of the show no he tried to sue them no way yeah he did for defamation that's amazing because they were like look at this good fatty for good for <laughs> <Yeah>. him good for him Good for him. Classic uh, Christian classic, uh, yeah. uh, Christian Bale. My God, what is going on <laughs> today? Slater, Bale, Bale. It's all the same. We are one. It's our new kind of like yeah. uh, belief system. Yeah, so uh, Charlie Varick, it's like classic. Yeah. Not kind of noir because it's like a 70s. Yeah. Um, right. I, almost right. I, like Donald right. E. Westlake yeah. kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. Uh, super fun if you haven't seen it. I haven't seen the Gunrunners or yeah. Madigan. Madigan, yeah. Gunrunners I'd never even heard about, mm-hmm. honestly. But Madigan I know was kind of... Of a, a big deal, but again, I've never seen it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, and then uh, we also have "It Always Rains on a Sunday," another Kino release. Yeah, that for some reason I wrote no information on. So <laughs> I'm not Googie Withers. I think, Googie right? Withers Which is like my favorite name. Of all time. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. The actor said it. Uh, we have the, um, I guess, obligatory um, Gerard Depardieu film, uh, Buffet Froid. Yeah, they're really going really deep on these Gerard, Man, these are like the deep Gerard Depardieu movies. I wonder if someone's like sitting up in there. coming out next week. What the heck? Um, Buffet Froid. Yeah, um, Bertrand Blier, I know, mm-hmm. is a big yeah, name. Yeah, we talked about him a few yeah. episodes ago. Um, 
Is he the guy that didn't get out your handkerchiefs? I other? think it was, it is, yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah, so he's got a lot of, you know, him and Depardieu. Kino is like, if we keep putting these out, will people buy them? It's like, we don't know until we try. I mean, we've sold a few, so, wow. you know. I mean, I guess. I guess it was a big movie in the 70s. I just feel like these movies never, never really transcended the 70s. No, like like nobody like talks about them. There, you know? Well, Gerard Depardieu, we talked about this before because he comes up every episode. Yeah. But he was a huge star <laughs> of course, in the yeah, 70s. And that it's not felt in North America. Mm. I think it's. Probably a bigger deal in like France, yeah. Where he's well, drunk the 90s, all the time. He was like a star yeah, green card. Like, We've yeah, had this conversation. Card. We've had this exact conversation. <laughs> Listen, we have only and that so one much. He's an imaginary yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I went and looked. It is called Bogus, it's and bogus, it's, right? it does have Whoopi Goldberg. I looked it up and after like, we talked about it. And I, I was like, like "How is it? This sounds like an imagination direct them." Yes, he did. I'm like, "How is this not like an imaginary film that like Mark just made up?" Yeah, Sinbad. Yeah, Shazam. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it. Kazam, which Milk Creek put out on Blu-ray. Kino uh, put that Kino. out on Blu-ray, too. Didn't they yeah. have, like, some special features? I remember picking it up and being yeah, like, what? Yeah, I think what? so. They had a commentary on it from, like, Paul <laughs> Michael Glazer. <laughs> what happened to my That's career? The, I know. That was my Aspen Extreme of last year, pushing the Kino. Because why isn't anybody buying Kazam? <laughs> Did anybody buy it? One person. One person. I think, I think I brought it to What the Film Festival, though, last year. Somebody bought it off our table there. Really? So, you, know, you were pushing it hard. I was You're pushing like, it hard, yeah. You need Kazam. Oh, <laughs> can we have an uh, Extreme update? Any yeah. copies of Aspen Extreme sold? Not since Mike Wood bought one. So, <laughs> out of pity. Out, and out of, <laughs> Mike Wood said, uh, he's like, I already own this movie, but I guess I'll get it for a gift for someone. I know. You guys push it every week on the podcast. We Thank love, you, Mike. We love you, Mike Wood. <laughs> um, if that's your real name. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mike Wood has some exciting news about Aspen Extreme coming up. Oh, soon, yeah, so he does. Stay tuned for that. I won't, I won't blow it. Uh, but make sure to get your Blu-ray in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also have uh, The Man Between, a Carol Reed film. Love Carol yeah, Reed. Carol Great Reed. filmmaker. Another like, smaller film from mm-hmm. him that I wasn't too familiar with. Uh, the director but... of The Third Man, if you don't yeah. know. And we also have uh, La Marseille, a Jean Renoir film. Yeah, which was available in like a Jean Renoir box, box set at yeah. one point. It's like, long out of print. But yeah, Kino's done a nice upgrade and restoration mm-hmm. on it. And then we we have the amazingly titled Naked Alibi yeah. from 1954. Noir-ish I hope this film, film is sexy yeah. and, oh no, Sterling Hayden. <laughs> you don't find Sterling Hayden sexy? <laughs> I love Sterling Hayden, but I always, I saw an interview with him and I didn't know this information, but he named names during the McCarthy era oh, and it like haunted oh, him for like the rest. Bad Sterling Hayden. But it, he felt so bad about okay. it for the rest of his life. Like he kind of okay. struggled with it yeah. as opposed to other people like Elijah Kazan, yeah, like who's like, I'm going to make a movie to prove I'm right and it's going to be an amazing movie and we're like ah fuck it is an amazing movie know, right? this anti-union film yeah his movies are great yeah. <laughs> uh, not so much terrible him, human though. being yeah well that's nice that he felt guilt about it you know? yeah he did um and we also have newport south which i was shocked to I learn i've never heard about this movie directed by kyle cooper and i went wait kyle cooper the guy who does all the title credit sequences it can't be and i looked it is it is yeah, yeah he directed the feature film produced by john hughes oh yeah i'm definitely gonna watch this i just never had time <laughs> to get to it this weekend, yeah. but I'd never heard about this. But yeah, I'm a sucker for those late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. like, te- like youth hip kind of movies. And this Yeah, it's a like high school a, student manipulates yeah. his friends to go against the school administrative system, which results in a studio body yeah, riot. it looks cool. It's got like a cool cover and everything. You know what movie this reminds me of and no one ever talks about? The Chocolate War, the movie oh, version. Know, I've never seen that. So gotta, good. Directed that, by... Yeah. 
I can't remember his name. Yeah, We've talked about it before. Um, it's the guy. The it's the nerd. Uh, that, Keith, Gordon. Keith Gordon, yeah, who yeah. I really like. He's great. Yeah, because yeah, he did. Um, oh, I hope you put Breaking it on your festive dead. wall. Right? There it is. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, uh, Midnight, Midnight Clear, Clear which, which also of, takes place during Christmas. Very out of print, though. That, oh, is it? Yeah. You don't have a rental copy? We have a rental, yeah. But we oh, have okay, yeah. No sale copies. I know, I know. Keith Gordon. We're setting up our festive films. I was shocked when I walked in because it's the whole new release wall. Oh, yeah. It's all going to be festive films. We're going to be your go to destination for Christmas. Christmas title. Can you right give, here. I mean, where else can you I go? <laughs> Best Buy? Yeah. I guess if you want the Munster's Christmas, which they seem to have in we, yeah. unlimited copies of. I bought it for my partner I and know, we, we watched was... it. Shocked to learn it was a 90s TV movie, I Munster's know, Christmas. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So what are you gonna have in the festival? I mean, you probably made some orders. I mean, already. Let's we're gonna have all the classics. So I'm not even gonna bother. You know? Scrooge, oh, Christmas Carol, Wonderful Life. We're gonna have yeah, yeah. tons and tons. But what are the of deep cuts deep so when cuts, you look at it? Uh, I mean, we've talked about it a little earlier. Money Train. Yeah. Great action movie that people don't realize is a Christmas movie. It's a it's real like Christmas movie. With, yeah. uh, it's one of those classic Woody Wesley hookups in the 90s. <laughs> Woody Wesley. Woody Wesley. That's what I was called. When Woody Harrelson was an action <laughs> yeah, star. Yeah, exactly. Also has a great cast, though, with Salma Hayek. Mm -hmm. um, it, no, Salma Hayek. Not Salma Hayek at all. Sorry. Uh oh. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, that, Jennifer right? Lopez. Yeah, sorry. My. My bad on that. Your brain is uh, frizzing. Brain is yeah. Uh, so what uh, but also, Robert Blake. Creepy Robert uh, Blake. Robert like, Blake is really right good Right around, like, Lost Highway time. <laughs> so, and, like, you know, pre-getting thrown away in oh, jail yeah. for killing his wife. Yeah. Well, okay, so I Come in Peace, a.k.a. Dark Angel. That's a Christmas movie. It is, yeah. Invasion USA. Yep. Uh, Cobra. People don't know Cobra. Cobra is a Christmas Cobra movie. Cobra is a Christmas okay, movie. Okay. It's not Christmas like Money Train. Yeah. But Christmas is in the background. That might not be on festival, but... No, no, you gotta put it on your festival, because people are gonna go... It's been so long since I've seen Cobra. Because people are gonna go, what? This takes place during Christmas. Oh, you okay. gotta talk to me. I have lists of Christmas. Okay, I've done we'll multiple of these. Give me your list. I, yeah. I've got, like, the bit. I mean, yeah, some other deep cuts that we have. I mean, The Ice Harvest is gonna be out there, which is a oh, movie love that the ice like harvest. people don't really <laughs> Oh, man. Like, when know, Suspect or... was closing, I picked up a copy of The Ice Harvest yeah. and bought it, and my friend Will was like, oh, yeah, Suspect, which has tons of cult film. Yeah. I'm glad you could grab that copy of The Ice Harvest, which <laughs> is at every Walmart in the world. Well, Kino put it on Blu-ray last year. Yeah, they so, did. You know. Great. That is such. I really like that movie. I though. love The Ice yeah. Harvest. It's like super dark. John Cusack. Yep. Um, Billy Bob Thornton, and it's about him doing a robbery and just trying to get away yeah, with it, and like everything is, is going so wrong. Fun, yeah, a very violent, funny Dan you know. Aykroyd performance yeah. as well. Harold Ramis directed. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. This is before um, Harold Ramis made um, that 10,000 BC oh God, film. Do you know yeah. that he was supposedly Year really one. hurt? About the reaction to it, you like? Oh, I thought it was really? funny, yeah, because okay. yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, it looked bad. <laughs> real bad. Well, we'll go into yeah. We're gonna have a lot of Christmas. I mean, recommendations it's like November twentieth or yeah. something like that. So. We will have a copy of one of my personal underrated favorites, Surviving Christmas, with Ben Affleck. Oh, people, that movie's so bad. Oh, Wait, I did movie. I like it? Uh, that's it's why we have Letterboxd so I can it go got, back. Like the worst reviews of all time. It's it was fine. around like Gili to. I but think like, the problem think is that he's... people wanted it to be darker yeah. than it is. And it's very he's treacly. He's so annoying in it, though, yeah. too. And that's what I like about it is how annoying his character is. Like, purposely <laughs> annoying. That, like, yeah. it makes me laugh. I don't know. I mean, I watched... James Gandolfini is just, like, exhausted with him the entire he, movie. He's so angry <laughs> with he's him. So angry I just remember there's, like, a part where he's, like, jumping for yeah. some reason. Like, yeah. he's like... Because he's a rich guy who wants to spend Christmas mm -hmm. with a normal family, right? Because he has no family, so he just pays a random family. Oh, so good. Christmas. And it's actually, like... It's 
not a bad concept. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's pretty funny at times. It could go darker though. Yeah, they, they definitely tried to make it too like family friendly. Well, because it starts with people committing suicide yeah, during Christmas right? time. So it's set to like some. It's Christmas just songs. I could see why it bombed. It's a yeah. weird mix of tones, but I think uh, it could I be like, rediscovered. I, like I think it could tones. be rediscovered. You put it on that wall. We, I'm we, putting we're it gonna... on that wall. Hey, we sold the copy last year, so somebody. Out there I am a fine. huge Christmas movie fan. I don't even understand why. I like the Christmas season, not in any kind of like religious mm-hmm. connotations or anything like that. Yeah. Just like the festivities of it. I like snow. I like right. well, only in December. After that, I'm like, screw yeah, the snow, get go out away. Of here, yeah. Yeah. And I love the this weird kind of like, oh, it's a Christmas movie, uh, but it's an action film for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like Trancers, the full moon oh film God, is yeah, a Christmas. Trancers. And it's a pretty big Christmas movie. Yeah. It just takes place during LA. So it's not the the brain yep. uh, is also a Christmas That's movie. True. That's true. Listen, yeah, there's so many. I will be the assistant curator of the movie. I know, please. You had some you had some movies I remember when I looked at the wall, you had it a few years ago. I was like, what? No, that was a Christmas movie. Yeah. So yeah, you did a That's good what job. I try and do, yeah, mm-hmm. every year. So yeah, no, we'll, I'll put out the stuff I have now, but we'll, we'll mm. hook up and get some more. Black uh, Xmas. Yeah. I will uh, oh, I die on the cross of Black Xmas. Copies of that coming in. Have yeah. you seen it? The 2006 yeah. one? Yeah, I like it well, a lot. So much fun. I don't so like gory. it as much as the original, but yeah, I mean. Well, they're two uh, different flavors. The original is such a classic. Yeah, But they is. are two different flavors. Yeah. I, I like the 2006 one because they don't try and replicate no. the first one. I do love. I mean, it's Glenn Morgan, right? And Glenn I mean, Morgan yeah. had contempt for the project, which you can see you in can the making of. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to make this movie. <laughs> but it's I, just trash. It comes out well. It is because he like pushes it so far. He hates the material so much. He's going to make a version that's like huge and big. And like people are like impaled by ice. Oh, my God. Incest and like it's cannibalism. So gross it's so times. good, yeah. and it doesn't try to imitate the no. original, which, which is I perfect. Like, yeah. yeah, it just uses kind of like winking in not that annoying way, which is like, wouldn't you rather be watching the original? Which I hate. Total yeah, recall. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. All right, so uh, we're going to continue the Kino trade. Nightmare in Badham Country, which yeah, is it's a uh, TV movie mm-hmm, directed apparently. by John Lewin Moxie, who did Horror Hotel, Circus of Fear, The Night Stalker, right. another Christmas movie which I haven't seen, but people said is great. Home for the Holidays. Uh, okay, I didn't. Oh, that's not like the Jodie. F- I'm thinking of no, like no, the no. Jodie Foster. It's not the Jodie Foster one. one. Uh, it's the one where like I think I it's a woman comes home yeah. and uh, either her mother or father is like, oh, my spouse is trying to kill me, uh, and then they have to like okay. figure out what it is. It, that it, sounds it, cool. Yeah. It has like a cover of like someone in a sheet with okay. like a like a skice on the okay. yeah. Yeah, this is starting to. Sound Have you familiar. read the uh, the book that was put out by uh, Kayla Janice and did Paul Karoop work on it? No, the um, I know the one. You're yeah, yeah, about, it's though. about yeah, Christmas horror. Films. Great film, uh, great yeah. book. No, great article on uh, Game Over written by me. Josh yeah, I screened that. Yep. <laughs> I just no one had seen it. I know. And I, she was like, no one's seen this movie. Yeah. Someone, I've seen it. I've seen it. When I've, is that coming out? It has like, an amazing French special edition that I. Have was okay, like yeah. the French. Their Blu-rays are like nothing in North America. Yeah. Like it opens up to like show an image from the movie in widescreen because like a oh, three-disc awesome. special edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that movie. It's like Mikel Suave, the director of Cemetery Man, mm-hmm. did like Home. Have you seen it? Home Alone? No, I haven't. We screened it. I, missed, tw- I, I think missed we screened this. it twice. I, know, I missed both of those screenings. <laughs> it was you know December just gets busy. Mm-hmm. I think I for some reason I had something. I th- but both Ag- times I'm like I'm gonna go to this. Doesn't Agfa have the rights to it? I yeah, thought they I thought were screening like a 4K version of it recently. I thought it was like vinegar syndrome or yeah. or something. There's got to be a weird out, problem but, with the rights because yeah. it exists and all the special features exist as totally. well. Yeah. So I don't know why it hasn't come out yet. But yeah, uh, I think it's called, it's also like 1637 Cud Père Noël is yeah. its original yeah, title. Yeah. 
So if people want to check out an amazing Christmas movie, that's one to check yeah. out. And unfortunately, Base Street Video doesn't have a copy because it hasn't been released in North America. As soon as it comes out, we'll bring I think it, it in. It was released sure, in Germany so. on a um, region free kind yeah, of Blu ray, okay. but like a limited edition thing. Right, so it's right. tough. Yeah, just come see me and we could just hang yeah. out at my house, watch it on my Blu ray player. <laughs> yeah. like French special. I don't think it has English subtitles, so I'll have to translate right. yeah, as it goes translate. along. Yeah. yeah, live translation. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Nightmare in Batam Country. Uh, yeah, haven't seen it. It looks like fun. It's, it's cool, about though. It looks trashy. Uh, Chuck yeah. Connors, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this big kind of like muscular guy yeah. uh, just chasing after a bunch of um, women. <laughs> I'm looking at the wow, names. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know Deborah Raffin yeah. and Lynn Moody. Vacationing I'm, co-eds. I'm yeah. not familiar with their name. Chuck Connors. Yeah, he's also the killer in Tourist Trap. Ever seen Tourist Trap? Yeah. Uh, that's a fun movie. Uh, not to be confused with uh, House of Wax, which is of technically course, a yeah, remake was, of Tourist yeah, Trap. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that remake of House of Wax. Wax Paris too. Hilton. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's one that people don't talk that about. really fun. Even yeah. though that, who directed uh, Jacques Serra, um, right? The yeah. guy who did yep. um, Unknown Orphan and, and Orphan. Unknown, and, yeah. yeah. All right. So moving on, we have Seven Days to Noon. I yeah, don't know the like film as well. It's like a noir kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. You like British noir? Check it out. It's, it's popular. Yep. It, it came out on kind of like huh. a public domain release a while mm-hmm. back, and we sold a bunch of those, but now it's finally, you know, a legit release and yeah. restored, restored and everything. And then we have uh, Woman in Hiding, which I assume is another noir, another noir from 1950. Yeah, with uh, Ida Lupino. Mm-hmm. We have 3D Nudie Cuties collection <laughs> from Kino. Yeah, Kino keeps do, like keeping the 3D. This thing seems like alive, a vinegar you know? syndrome kind of thing, but I guess I it came out through the 3D archive. Yeah. They yeah. do that. It has the. It has uh, a- Francis Ford yeah. uh, Coppola movie, um, which he directed only half of, because yeah, I believe it's not a lot of it is kind of stock footage where it's yeah. like people look through keyholes oh, yeah. and they see like naked people dancing and yeah, stuff like don't that. Don't get too excited. No, for a Coppola the uh, bellboy and the playgirls. <laughs> is he involved in some yeah, way? Some really commentary? Know. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, he's like first. I need the special edition of Finnegan's Rainbow, <laughs> yeah, my exactly. Irish musical that I directed. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the Nutty Professor collection. Don't get excited. Not the Jerry Lewis one. <laughs> what do you Eddie mean? Don't Murphy. get excited. <laughs> I did not like these movies as a kid. Really? I found them very disturbing. They were disturbing. <laughs> I loved the first one. I'm like, did Brian Usen direct these? I know, yeah. Like, the, the suits, wasn't it Rob Botton that did uh, all this? No, I think it was no. Rick Baker. Rick Baker, you're yeah. right, you're right. Um, Rob like, Botton, Rob Botine. Rob Botine. Uh, I'm the only Sorry, time I will yeah. ever correct someone on pronunciation. Yeah, I, yeah, I always say Botton. Yeah. It's not the right it kind of looks like Botton. It looks like yeah, Botton. Botton. Yeah, Rick Baker did the cool, suits. Like Rob I think Botton. he may have won an Academy Award for it. He did, I think. For makeup. Yeah, I thought the first one was great when I was a kid. The second one, his I lip just coming at you, not great. Well, just very self indulgent. Yeah, it's just too many, too much of the clumps. <laughs> <laughs> too many clumps. Wait, what was the name of the movie in Tropic Thunder when they did a parody of that? Uh, like Jack Black is playing uh, them all. Yeah, what's that called? <laughs> Come on, if anyone's a Tropic Thunder expert, it's you. <laughs> I actually am not crazy about Tropic no, Thunder. No, I, I like, agree with you. I like parts of it. I just yeah. like Surviving Christmas. Wish it was darker. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah, and I think that's a Ben Stiller problem. Hilarious, yeah, but it's too. Ben Stiller likes to take kind of like high concepts, but he doesn't push them far. More moments like Steve Coogan exploding and then like holding his head. While watching it, I'm like, when are they going to kill any of the main characters? Like, that's what should happen in this movie, and it doesn't. Yeah, no, I agree. Too much Tom Cruise as well. Yeah, I didn't think he was as funny as everybody thought he was hilarious. It's okay, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, Nutty Professor. Oh, uh, yeah. Show Factory. They, yeah. They're diving into the 90s comedy. Comedy, yeah. I like it's like the collection. Yeah, I mean, they good they thing, ported all the DVD special features. Their, yeah, together, because I don't know who would buy the clumps by itself. So. <laughs> Maybe people like, it's like the Gremlins 2 of the Nutty <laughs> yeah. Professor franchise. I'm like, this is the one that really like goes meta yeah, and pushes exactly, it. Right? <laughs> yeah, all I remember about yeah. the first one is Eddie Murphy's lip just coming at you. Like it's a 3D it's scary, movie. for sure. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> 
<laughs> with those like horrifying um, Rick Baker effects. Like, yeah. I want to say that was maybe the first Eddie Murphy movie I ever saw. Wow, because it was like Wait, I was, was the young first at that one that time. I saw. It would have been that, and then maybe like Doctor Doolittle, and then I started seeing like. I think it was like stuff. Metro was the first oh, one. <laughs> Nobody's ever said my first Eddie Murphy movie. Because I remember the opening very vividly, where he like shoots a hostage. Uh, really? Like, uh, See, I've yeah. never seen that movie. But and I, I saw it at someone's it house video, yeah. when I was visiting, <laughs> and because it felt like something I shouldn't see. Right. Right. Other than that, I watched a Haunted Mansion recently because somebody said it was good. I've never seen that one. Uh, it starts I okay. Thinking like, oh yeah, this could be fun. Yeah, because it, it feels then... very crimson peaky. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is, and I've said this was a lot of like horror comedies. You cannot. Eddie Murphy gets to be funny. The horror cannot be funny as well. Because once you do that, you're like, oh, well, what's you know, the, yeah, what's the point? No, it, Abbott and Costello rules. The horror needs to yep. be played seriously. No, I totally agree. Uh, I had more faith in the director of Forbidden Kingdom, the Jackie Chan <laughs> Jet Li film, which I do Why? like. <laughs> what? You don't like that one? Uh, All right. No. Um, speaking of magical films and faraway lands, yeah. uh, Shout Factory Spirited Away just came out. Yeah, on uh, collectors. So they're doing these collectors. What do we have to say about Spirited Away, I mean, right? Yeah, hundreds. We've sold hundreds of thousands of copies of Spirited Away over the years. You but now, you know, they're doing these big collectors. Yeah, yeah. They've done it for Princess Mononoke. How much money can we Totoro. get them to pay? And they sell, honestly, yeah. especially around the holidays. Mm -hmm. So Because we'll people, sell. like, it's such a... Uh, man, I like I, that Ghibli, I, yeah. yeah, is that um, popular. But it's weird that, like, don't you guys want to watch other stuff no, other agree. than Ghibli? It's, like, just Ghibli. I do love Spirit of the I mean, Way, though. I've I think always been... the first one of theirs I saw, and it just, like... I, what is the first one? I think maybe Castle in the Sky was the one that I saw. Okay. Like, one of the adventure ones. I like the adventure ones a lot. Yeah, me too. And me too. revisiting, like, I like My Neighbor Totoro and yeah, stuff like that. Nice. But maybe like it was Nausicaa a little too old. Lot, yeah, Nausicaa. But... Uh, Owl's Moving Castle. Yeah. That's one that people don't yeah, like that much. Are, I like that uh, yeah, I love Studio. Porco Rosso, especially with yeah, the Michael fun. Keaton dub, uh, right. dubbing Porco Rosso. That's the one thing about the English dub is actually good. They actually, yeah, yeah, like they, they tried really, really hard. Yeah. Even though that sometimes like, huh, Haley Joel Osment in Castle in the Sky. <laughs> I know, they have some very of the time yeah. people in them. Yeah. All right, so now we move to the new movies, new movies. that are being Let's released. Yeah, Let's blaze through these. Through these. Yeah. Uh, we got The Mountain starring Ty Sheridan and Badman Jeff Goldblum. Did you hear some of the Jeff Goldblum news that's like bubbling on the surface? No. Just like a lot of like Me Too stuff coming. And you're like, Jeff if there Goldblum. was anyone who would do that, uh, it'd be Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, lame. Nothing that's been made public, okay. but just like I didn't stuff that's that. yeah. kind of bubbling on the surface. Well, that sucks. Did Jeff you see Goldblum. this one, A Shy Young Man? Um, but no, it's, I want to though. It's the new Rick Alverson film. I don't know who, who Rick did. Alverson he is. He did uh, the comedy with Tim Heidecker. Oh, and he did a movie called Entertainment yeah. with Ty Sheridan again and John C. Riley. He does really sort of dark avant-garde humor. Yeah, uh, the comedy is one of the darkest comedies. Did you hear I've about like? It's, um, great. it's great. If you tried to illegally download the comedy, I saw somebody tweeted about this mm -hmm. that like it would be the first few minutes of the movie that morphed into a photo of Tim Hardiker on a boat, <laughs> no being way. like, "Go to the website and buy it." That's <laughs> yeah, great. that's very funny. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a great if premise. You're a fan of dark comedy, I love Jeff Goldblum as well. Yeah, uh, so funny in Thor three. I know, Mwah. and I want to see this one a lot mm -hmm. just because I like the director. Yeah. I like him, but that's that's a shame. <sighs> it is, but nothing but official. Rick yeah. Um, and if you like dark comedy and you haven't seen any of his films, go yeah. go for it. Comedy's great. Yeah, very dry. Very dry. Wait, it's, it's almost like so dry and dark, it's almost not, not comedy, funny. Not yeah. funny, What is the one, yeah. he didn't direct, um, it was the Neil Hamburger film. Oh, uh, um, the one where he's like trapped in the desert. 
Entertainment. It yeah, is entertainment. entertainment. So it is a Rick yeah. Alverson film. Yep, okay. Because he said Ty Sheridan, too. so I was like, like Sorry, yeah, I don't you know why. He didn't say Neil Hamburger for some Ty reason. Shamburger, the yeah. star of the movie. I know, yeah. Stupid. Ty Sheridan of uh, uh, Mud Fame. Mud Fame, yeah. yeah Nick Cage. Uh, but yeah, no, sorry. Entertainment is totally mm. a Neil Hamburger film. Yeah. He is great. I mean, if you know Neil Hamburger's comedy, uh, yeah. it kind of takes off. Have you ever seen him live? Never have. I don't think I could do it. It's not, yeah, it's not for me. But yeah, I mean, watching his stand up, because he plays a stand up. It's a bad stand up, yeah. A bad stand up who's touring around, and he tours in like prison and stuff and his comedy is so cringe in it. Yeah, I mean yeah, he's the best part of On Cinema in my opinion. Yeah, I Only love because Tim Heidecker is the big blow blower. <laughs> they need to release and it's I'm shocked they haven't done it like an On Cinema like oh, box set that's like that. $500 yeah, and have so everything. <laughs> Supposedly Neil, uh, they've started to release um, VHS tapes with his commentary over it and it's like um, his classic good. collection yeah, okay. and just his nonsense like doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> right, right. As uh, my partner Will Sloan said, hey he's stealing our thing that yeah, we're doing right? for the important cinema club bargain bin classics. Yeah. Uh, so Cohen uh, is releasing Tel Aviv on Fire, a movie that played for a million years at Canada Square Cinema near my house. Did, yeah, <laughs> really popular. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. I haven't seen it. Yep, myself, me neither. But, um, uh, it's about a Palestinian living in Jerusalem, works on a popular soap opera. He gets ideas for the show from the commander at the checkpoint. He passes through each day mm-hmm. and his career takes off. I'm sure complications arise. Complications ensue. Yep. Yeah. It's a classic Cohen film. Yeah. National thing. <laughs> so we have After the Wedding, which is a 2019 film. I yeah, don't know what this one re- is. It's a remake of the 2006 After the Wedding, which won uh, Best Foreign Films, a Danish film with uh, Max Mickelson. Yeah. Uh, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Really excellent film. Don't. I, why are you remaking I films? Know, always, like, so this one, it's got, you know, it's got a great cast. Michelle yeah. Williams is in. I think Billy Crudup. It's from um, Bart, <laughs> Bart Frunlich directed it, who's done a lot of indie stuff. Mm, I love years. Billy Crudup. Love Billy Crudup. Yeah. yeah. The guy um, who doesn't know, get enough. Uh, decent things about this. The but. poor man's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> he's got some decent things recently. He I does. Think. He's in a new TV show that supposedly he's really good in yeah, that he steals. Yeah, yeah. But he's not appearing very briefly in the Mission Impossible film. I know, right? Mission Impossible he was 3. in like Spotlight though. I remember he had a role in that. Oh, that's like, right. Jackie he had a role. He's Wait, did some... he have a role in Spotlight? Or Maybe is it not. Mark Ruffalo? I know. <laughs> it was Mark Ruffalo and it was Billy Crudup. <laughs> that's very good. That's like, collided, that's like brain damage or brain dead where it's Bill Pullman <laughs> yeah, and Bill Paxton. You know, the most ridiculous thing is that my girlfriend gets Matthew McConaughey yeah. and Woody Harrelson confused. And I'm like, I can understand accent-wise, but they look nothing alike. No, looks-wise, no. Yeah. But yeah, accent-wise and personality-wise. Mm. I mean, they are best friends. Right? Are they best friends? Yeah, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, they're best friends. Oh, wow. Smoke pot together. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Well, Woody Harrelson. They surfer dude together. His know? pants are made completely of hemp. <laughs> yeah, I, I just throw Simpsons jokes out like there's no tomorrow without any context or... Just because that's it's slightly should, related. That's how they were meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Though, that's how they know? were meant to be done. And then, like, people look at you and they're like, ha, ha, ha. And they're like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, Cobra Kai season one and two. I actually watched these. Is this fun? I it's super fun. Yeah. Uh, I have no affinity for the Karate Kid franchise at all. But I just got one, sold on the idea that it's about the villain of the right, Karate. Yeah. And it's played by the actor, which yeah. is fun because, like, Actually, he was in How I, like I Met him. Your Mother. Oh, he was in the he? whole last season. Okay. Because the whole last season took place over one day. Oh, uh, okay. And, um, yeah, so it's about him. And he is, like, a bad dude. And that's what's great about the show is that, but he, like, kind of learns as he goes along. But they don't try to make him, like, he's a bad dude with, like, you know, a heart of gold right, right. from the beginning. And it actually has really good 
fighting sequences okay, cool. like done by people. And you also get Ralph Macchio, who's not a very good actor, but it's yeah. really fun to see him play against. Uh, William Zabka is the guy's name. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. cool. I it, love him in the original Karate Kid. Yeah. The, you should watch this because it's really fun. Yeah, it's very easily it digestible. There's some okay. CW drama with their kids. Okay. And you're often like, go back to like, you know, William Zabka and Ralph Macchio. Do they fight? Of course they of do course. in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the DVD box set also comes with a headband. <laughs> Does it? So. Eh, you know, it's a nostalgia stuff doesn't really do much yeah. for me. So when it leans against that, <laughs> You're getting the headband, no, okay? Thank you. And you're going to wear you it. it or not. All right, yeah. well, I'm going to consider this my staying alive headband. Yeah. Uh, a Frank Stallone, <laughs> what a rock star. Sorry, I just watched Staying Alive yesterday oh, for another podcast. Alive. So good. It's so good. Dr. Bolt all sweaty. Oh, it's so much fun, that movie. Sylvester Stallone's autor, uh, I can't say the word, autorial. Yeah. Um, I think masterpiece. Yeah, I know, The 20 right? minute dance sequence, Satan's Alley. Oh, God. If you guys it's haven't seen good. Staying Alive, rent it. Very highly Hope recommend. You it. like dancing. Yeah. And montages. Lots of dancing. <laughs> Lots of those. You have that song stuck in your head. Yeah. Man. All right. So we have uh, Aquarella. I'm not familiar with yeah, this, this movie. Yeah, this cool. It's a new documentary mm. uh, from guy Victor Kosaki, I think. Yeah. Um, just about water. But like water <laughs> yeah. all... But it's one of those IMAX-y kind of... It's yeah, to be yeah. Really Leviathan. Magnificent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate Leviathan. You hate Leviathan? <laughs> the documentary Leviathan? What? Oh, Everybody loves Leviathan. Oh, I hate that movie so much. Someone should do a what count every time I go, what? what? When you tell me something. <laughs> That movie like made me seasick, honestly. Oh, so you like actually made? <laughs> no, you, like, I just felt like what was the point? Like, yeah, you're I like boring. I couldn't see like eighty percent of it. So, like, it's just water. Right. I just dunked my head underwater. Yeah, it's just the camera going underwater. Yeah. Above For people water. don't know, Levi- underwater above water. Leviathan <laughs> is like a documentary on a fishing on a ship, fish and they put a bunch yeah. of GoPros all over it, yeah. and it cuts between the GoPros. Interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Like I like those filmmakers. How about you try a little bit harder? It for me. Not yeah. to be confused with the other movie that's also called the Leviathan Rus- that came out like two years ago. That was great. Uh, and so we have Bunuel in the Labyrinth of the Turtle, which is very interesting. It's like an I- interesting animated Yeah, it's film, an animated but... biopic about uh, Bunuel doing Land of Bread, yeah, his yeah. third film. Which so, is a crazy, a yeah, crazy concept. You know, yeah. I, I like that J-Kids, they're putting out, I think that animated films in North America, they're for kids. Mm-hmm. But everywhere else in the world, it's like, oh, you can just do whatever exactly. you want. Yeah. And it's nice to see them putting so many, mm-hmm. get the, their releases in you know, yeah. two, three times a month, and they're always really fascinating. And then we have Dilly in Paris, which yeah, is another animated yeah, film, yeah, right? Michel Ocelot, who's a big deal in French animation. Hmm. He did um, Kirikou and the Sorceress, uh, okay. uh, Princesses and Princesses. He's mm-hmm. done a few animated yeah. films. People really like his stuff, and he hasn't done a new film in a while, I hmm. don't think, so this is kind of a Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with this one, but yeah. I, maybe I have to check it out. Mm-hmm. And then we have The Farewell. That was a big indie title big in A24. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen this yet. I thought, I I thought it was okay. 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 Yeah. But, I like the know, concept of it, though. Yeah, it's, it's a great concept. Uh, for, uh, let's really talk about the next one. 47 meters down, <laughs> Uncaged. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. That's a big this one. one I saw. Yeah. And um, uh, you said it was better than the original 47 meters down. It is better down. than the original. And I thought the original 47 meters down was good, not great. Oh, um, it ends that it's yeah. all a dream sequence? Come on. Know, the ending of the U.S. version like of The Descent. Descent. <laughs> yeah. But this one's a lot more fun because, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's the much same dumber, director right? and everything, but it's much dumber. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, albino sharks yeah. that are... Uh, so they're blind albino I wish they were super smart, like, like deep blue sea. Yeah, I know, underwater Mayan <laughs> cave. And these girls are just in there, mm-hmm. and you know, it just it leans into the ridiculousness of its premise way more than the first one did. Yeah, so I had a good time with it. No, yeah, I didn't see the original because I don't like that director. No, I want to dire- like him too. I've heard interviews. Is awful. Yeah, like yeah. he's the second Strangers as well. Yeah, the John yeah, Carpenter yeah, ripoff ones. Yeah, um, uh, we have Good Boys. Uh, speaking of super bad, I didn't, didn't see it. Didn't see. Yeah, it. it's a bunch of but- so over Seth Rogen. Yeah, and like it's it. like I don't need to see a movie about three yeah. young male kids going on wacky adventures yeah. and they swear and stuff. 
stuff like that. Whatever. But rented at Bay Street Video. I know it, was a hit. it was a hit, though. Wasn't it a hit? Yeah, yeah made, it made, made a lot of money. Made yeah. a lot of money. Well, yeah. No one was talking about it, it felt like, which was odd. Yeah, so I think reviews maybe it's were mixed mm. to good. Yeah. But... Peanut Butter Falcon, a Shia LaBeouf movie. Shia LaBeouf. I hear this is the sweetest darn movie of the year. Okay. The there covers. you go. It's about um, uh, him and another young man. I believe he has Down syndrome, yes. right? And they team up to go see a wrestler that they love. Yeah. So that sounds like it fun. Sounds good. Yeah. Dakota Johnson's in it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big Shia LaBeouf fan. Speaking so. of Don Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you a big Shia LaBeouf? Did you see Honey like Boy Sh- yet? Not yet. It's good. Can't, can't wait. See yeah. it. Saw it's coming tip. out soon, right? Uh, I think it's coming out. Maybe yeah, April. Probably, oh, uh, wait till April? Yeah, okay. it's in a while. It's good. Great Shia LaBeouf okay. performance. I know. I, I I love him. Do you? He's crazy and awful, well, I mean, awful sometimes. It's, it's but, interesting because know, like the movie kind of grapples with like, I'm going to be screwed up if like this is the life that I had, right? right? Like yep. you're a kid and then like you don't know how to grapple with totally. all of these difficult things like, you know, fame and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So Yeah, no, I do want to see it. It's, Did uh, you watch all his 24 hours watching his own movies? Not all of it, but I definitely checked in. <laughs> that's, that is a, <laughs> that's a great uh, art installation. Oh God, so yeah. good. You just like, look, I, the fact that he wore a paper bag over his head. At the oh, <laughs> wait, isn't the, that, uh, that's the one you could go and talk to him, right? <laughs> no, well, he had that art exhibit too yeah. where he wore the paper bag over his head. Yeah. And, yeah. He just sat in the middle of the room mm-hmm. and you could go talk to him. And Could I remember you ask reading him an article. Or something like that? Yeah, so I remember reading an article where I think it was from Gawker or mm-hmm. something back in the day, and she went to it and asked him a question, and he didn't respond or anything. Yeah. But there, all of a sudden, a tear no and, like, wet the bag. <laughs> wow. So he doesn't have to respond. He should have man. to like legally respond <laughs> for the oh, art installation man. at work. I know. Uh, yeah, he's wild. <laughs> so I'm excited for uh, Honey Boy, even yeah. though Peanut Butter, Peanut Butter Falcon. Falcon yeah, I feel like I'm going to check it out. Got great reviews. Yeah. Uh, pop star, never stop, never stopping. Well, yeah, I mean, this was out before, but Shout Factory's putting it out now. So weird. Has, like, I already have notes, like the Blu-ray. So, so and that's. I don't think features. there's too much in the way. Of no, it has like an amazing cover. Book, yeah. Did you see the movie? I still haven't seen oh, this. So I know, funny, yeah. love it, love the I know, songs. I know, it's good. You know, I'm a big, uh, I'm okay. an Andy Sandberg, uh, Lonely yeah, Island. To... Well, to a certain limit, okay. I can not take the watch, which was directed by uh, one, one yeah. of the guys. <laughs> yeah, one of those three. But uh, yeah, it's a movie I feel like the cult has just like risen up, which is maybe why they did like the mm-hmm. Steelbook thing. Yeah, I know people loved it when mm-hmm. it came out when we had it here, so. And then Small Town Killers, a new movie from the man who always disappoints me, Oli Bordadal. Yeah, you don't like him? Uh, I want to like him. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's enough there where I'm like, maybe I will like the substitute, this no, ghost I, house picture. Yeah. yeah, that one was bad. Yeah, he um, did. Um, you know, I I kind of like his remake of Nightwatch more than the original. Uh, I like how you're whispering. <laughs> know, like, it's like oh, you mean yeah. the one that Steven Soderbergh co-wrote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is um, there that much different? Because I thought it was no, pretty it's similar. Pretty much the same movie. Yeah. but there's like a trashiness to the remake mm. and the cast. Like you got Josh Ewan McGregor. Bro- Josh Brolin is ridiculous. Yeah. Nick Nolte is yeah. ridiculous in it. I don't know. There's. I guess I saw the remake first. Yeah. So, I mean, that probably. So you are you one of those like I prefer the key for Sutherland vanishing. <laughs> uh, obviously, no, no, definitely, definitely not. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Oli Burnett. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this... he did like a, a Straw Dogs kind of movie that I found really yeah, disappointing. Yeah, it was that I didn't like. Us from Evil. Deliver right? us from yeah, Evil. Yeah, I saw yeah. that at TIFF years ago, and he's a guy that he's okay. like, he always seems really like. Well, he also then... directed because uh, I guess he was a Sam Raimi uh, was, yeah. uh, guy because he also did uh, the Possession or the Possessed. Yes. Which was the Jewish yeah, one that I had the Blu-ray on my shelf, but like people really dislike it. Yeah. Even though like the idea of it being a kind of like Jewish based horror movie was like about a debuck really interested yeah, me. Yeah, totally. But ah, I know these kind of movies that he makes, and that yeah, would bum me no out, I man. Agree. He's- 
Well, okay, small town killers. He does yeah. have style, but it's like just push it a little bit yeah. further is what I always feel totally. with his movies. But this one is another. It looks sort of like yeah, mm. it's another Danish crime yeah. comedy kind of thing. So and then Star Trek Discovery season two. Don't watch that People show. People love this show though. People yeah, love it. So yeah, shot in Toronto. I'm not a Star Trek guy. So. Nah, I mean, even though I probably will watch the Picard one. Because yeah, I do like you know, uh, Patrick Stewart yeah, doing his thing. I do like Patrick Stewart. And then Who Steven doesn't? Universe, the movie. Which, again, people love this show. Oh, man. Uh, I lo- watch the movie, love see, it. Yeah, is it it's good? A, it's a okay. musical, so I love all the songs. Rebecca Sugar awesome. writes for it. So, yeah, tons of fun. Haven't been kept keeping up with the series. I do not have Cartoon Network. Me and neither. the yeah. DVDs and Blu-rays are released very weirdly, where it's like, are, just release yeah. it at the end of the season, not yeah, like we five years later. Yeah, we had season one two in, but mm-hmm. yeah, super late. And then they didn't really sell that well, because I think everybody just... Yeah, thought it already came out or something. Or they're like, is this a season 1.5 yeah, or something right? like that? Which like Adventure Time would do a lot of. Yeah, but yeah, Steven yeah. Universe movie, even if you're not familiar with the series and you just kind of like it, jump you could it? just jump right in because it takes place like after like the big arc that they did. Okay. And then so it's kind of like it's offside adventure and anything okay. that kind of confusing will explain in the movie. Cool. Uh, we haven't done this in a long time because we always run out of time. And yeah, we're almost out of time now, but <laughs> I want to go through it really fast is that I want to recommend a DVD and do that it. is uh, Tommy and the Silver Dragon yeah, oh, versus do. the Silver Dragon, which I mentioned to Mark months ago, and he's like, "I will buy it." And then I guess nobody rented it. Nobody rented it. No, because nobody uh, I think knows we what it sold is. One copy of it uh, to you. Yep. Okay. So we, <laughs> oh, did, wait, no. we didn't. Sell I think a I copy bought it on Amazon. Okay. So. Well, then we. Sold I mean, one uh, copy I don't buy uh, on Amazon. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and this is a movie that it was recommended to me. Uh, the director of the Blu-ray, I will recommend. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Wang. So Patrick Wang is a filmmaker, and we mm-hmm. he came. We showed one of his movies at a festival. Me and my pal Peter put on, and he was talking about this movie he saw at a film festival called uh, Tommy. I think it's actually versus the Silver Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or against the Silver Dragon. And what yeah. it is is, and he said it was his favorite indie film that he had seen that year nobody's talking about it yeah and what it is is like um kind of a michelle gondry-esque musical about um just like white kind of middle class guy who is being tried in like his own brain about like things that he's done and what the movie kind of reveals itself to be is about like almost like um you know why is someone up their own ass this much almost like an anti like zach braff like because in the movie he plays um he like grows up to be like a a prosecutor of sexual assault crimes Mm -hmm. and he's like why am i doing this am i just exploiting these people because i want to make myself feel better and feel like i'm a good person so yeah and it's a musical and it's like one of those almost all like it's a musical throughout so it's almost like i don't know 70 percent singing okay and it's like really catchy tunes as well and it's a bummer that i think that they made the movie it cost a lot of money they put it out barely got into any film festivals yeah. and then he just kind of like it just got dumped the DVD and they don't really care about yeah, it yeah and it's like an MOD DVD yeah it's an MOD DVD from, I can't even remember the company that put it in yeah and it has like a really uh, slick website but like yeah. the songs aren't even available either which is like you feel like the filmmaker's like alright this didn't work nobody cared I'm just moving it's on so yeah. yeah it looks like just from the cover mm-hmm. alone it looked wild really yeah. creative I haven't had a chance to check it out yet but I would definitely it's a really fun yeah. I would recommend people checking it out it is kind of self-indulgent in that like mm-hmm. I'm the writer director star but right. if you understand that like I feel like he is trying to kind of like deconstruct these um, uh, tropes of like the indie Zach Braff right. like Garden State which kind of stuff great, yeah. which is what it kind of seems like on the surface when you start watching it okay, so cool. we recommend and also a Blu-ray which I feel like you haven't sold that many copies of either no because for a while we couldn't even get our hands on mm-hmm. it we, well, the only reason we got rental copies is because a customer bought them directly yeah, I guess and that and movie is in the family them to us yeah. yeah and that's a film directed by Patrick Wang yeah this was his first film right yeah his or first film which out. is a about uh it's weird because it's like 
you feel like it would have been a kind of like festival hit you, because yeah, it, but it wasn't, which is really weird. No, it, and when you watch it, it's amazing. Well, I remember it played for like a week in Toronto or something. He booked it himself, I yeah, believe. Right? Yeah, because he's been doing the self distribution. I remember Roger Reed yeah. at the time loved it. And yeah, I, he gave it four stars. And I missed it during that run, but I watched mm. it when we got it here and it blew me away. Because like, it's like the premise is Patrick Wang, the director, also stars in it and he's um, a gay man in a relationship mm-hmm. and they've adopted a kid. Well, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a kid of his partner's kid from a previous marriage yeah and when that partner dies um his uh his partner's sister say we want to take the kid yeah and like you have no yeah the the i I don't even think they were married right yeah that was the issue um but also yeah and even though he has a relationship like yeah they've been in a long-term relationship yeah yeah. and they're like sorry there's no legal handle it now and yeah and it's interesting because it's not like you would expect these kind of movies for the sister or whatever. It'd be these, a like, villain. Really evil yeah, people. but she's but not. not even like that. No. Because they have flashbacks to mm-hmm. when he is alive and they're really warm and they all yeah. love each other. It's only, it really highlights when somebody dies. It's like family, how you react. How it, yeah. Like how it sends ripples through the family. Because mm-hmm. it's happened in a, a lot of people's yeah. family, my family, when people mm-hmm. die, you know. And it, and it changes the dynamics. And, yeah, and it's uh, like, and, and it's, it's so frustrating because yeah. like you, when you're going through that protagonist's eyes, like he just wants this kid back. I know, and and, and there's no villain e- either. Like he doesn't think there no is a problem. villain. Like he runs his own landscaping yeah. business. He's he doing very, very successfully. Well. He's got yeah. money. He's like, but it's there's just no like, reason that he shouldn't be able to raise this kid. But it's like that it's daughter. Just, like uh, the sister feels like you know I need this piece yeah, of my I guess brother. She feels like you know she's never going to see this kid. Yeah. or something. Or like and when uh, he's like that's not. Or he's not there. in a proper home because totally. he only has one father. Yeah, kind of thing. So, but like I know this sounds like dour, but it's not. It's not a light. And Patrick Wang as an actor is very good. Really good. Yeah, uh, it's just really human, mm-hmm. humanistic. Yeah, um, it's, it's one of those epic. movies it's, that it's like long. It's like two hours, but it doesn't feel minutes, long. All those movies are very long. Yeah, you don't feel it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like that final yeah kind of sequence when he's you know pleading his case. Yeah, so good, like a long monologue so in like one good. take. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you don't have any copies for sale, right? Not yet. We can e- we can bring it in now. Yeah, so okay, because it is a little pricey, because, but the Blu-ray but is, is amazing, features, and yeah. it's yeah, it's one that he made himself as like a booklet inside, mm-hmm. and it has like him going through scenes and talking about editing and coloring yep. and how you make something. Absolutely. And yeah, so if you even if it interests you, I would recommend renting it at yeah. Bay Street. And Video. we will be getting his newest film. When Red it's Fat. been on the list forever. No, it's <laughs> Grasshopper Films is putting mm-hmm. it out. It was a great little yeah. indie label, but they get their stuff to us so late. Okay, so they do. Oh, I did love. Did you see a Bread Factory? I did. Yeah, oh, so good. Um, I saw it at the film festival. Yeah. Um, loved it. Um, you're different, not get, different kind of thing than in the family. Yeah, it is. you're yeah. not getting his other film, right? Not um, on DVD as of right now, unless he self-distributed it. I, I think guess, he may have self-distributed yeah, the DVD, which is uh, what is it? It's like it. the Regret of Others or yeah, something like that. With, That's not the title. It's something else. No, I know. It's with Rachel Dratch, though. Yeah. Right? from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. who I really like. But uh, Patrick Wang, a filmmaker who deserves yeah, way more but attention. We will definitely have a grass, uh, a grass, uh, bread factory, bread factory, on yeah. DVD and Blu-ray at some point soon. It did Street back in October, mm-hmm. but they've Grasshopper's been known to get us their stuff like two months late. Two months. I know. Yeah, bad. we'll get it eventually. Yeah. So uh, when that comes out, but until then, we'll rent it, yeah. uh, in the family. Definitely, because yeah. that movie's great. Please do. And uh, rent Tommy against a silver. Uh, yeah, we've sea got dragon. both. Is it still on your shelf at the, or is it? No, it's moved? back in the musical. It's section, back in the musical so section. Check okay. musicals for it. Um, All right. Add in the family, we have on DVD and Blu-ray mm-hmm. for rent, and we could order in if you like yeah. it too. So and we're gonna yeah. see it. You're gonna love it. You want to share it with you're everybody. You're gonna want to share. That's it with a Justin and Mark guarantee. It is. It's so fabulous. I mean, it gave four stars from Roger Ebert. Oh my god. Like back in the day, that would have like elevated a director. That's why I was so. It did nothing. I know he was 
trying to get like New Yorker films he was yeah. to deal with to put it out but then they went under and then I yeah. guess he did the self-distribution thing yeah and, and I mean uh, J-Ro gave, gave uh, Red Factory yeah, really yeah. Jonathan Rosenbaum yep. So. No, also great. So yep. he's he's awesome. He's Definitely awesome. An underrated like new talent. Yeah, and he feels so. like a director that like he could stop any time because he's like, ah, these yeah. movies cost so much. I know, and nobody watches them. So watch them. Go watch, watch them. them. Yeah, I want the to talk about them. The creativity yeah. is astounding. Okay, so I guess that's it for this week. Yep. Uh, lots of stuff to buy, rent. Lots of stuff to rent. Check it out. You know, the festive season starting gone soon. Fishing's on the shelf. Yeah. So. We, we should be, uh, can we do a gift guide if we're recommending <laughs> we something? Should. We every should. We should do a gift, okay, gift well, guide. Well, we should talk about Christmas movies, yeah. gift guide stuff. Yeah, yeah that's we'll, all going to we'll come up that. as we go along. You know, yeah. I guess, you know. We no do these weekly. I guess it's still early for Yeah, Christmas, that's right. No, my Christmas tree's we're up. Get, we're getting our Christmas shelf up today, though. So oh, are you stop, today? Stop by basically this weekend and peruse some festive flicks. festive slicks. <laughs> All right. Uh, so until next week, I'm Justin Glue. And I'm Mark Hansen. Uh, keep buying and renting. Yeah, buddy. These movies and many more are available at your local video store.